The other day, I heard the most inane, immature, and how do I say this, evil song? I was so appalled by it, as a matter of fact, that I made a note of some of the lyrics so that I could look it up later. Turns out this song is called Passionate Kisses. Now, if you know the song, you might be kind of laughing to yourself and thinking, evil? Really, Caroline? Hang in there, we'll get there. For those of you who don't know the song, though, it lists a number of things that the songwriter feels entitled to. Uh, they range from pretty reasonable all the way to quite silly, honestly. So for example, warm clothes. Fair enough, warm clothes. Um, a bed that doesn't hurt the writer's back. Anyone out there with back pain is probably thinking, amen to that. But then you also get things like a pen that never runs out of ink, and of course, passionate kisses. Well then, throughout the whole song, the repeated refrain is, shouldn't I have this? Shouldn't I have this? By the time you get to a pen that doesn't run out of ink and passionate kisses, it begins to feel pretty silly. And then by that point with that repeated, shouldn't I have this? Well, it just sounds childish. So back to that question, why is Caroline calling a silly childish pop song evil? Well, here's why. It baldly states a truly appalling lie on which our culture, our society, and even our self-perception is increasingly founded. This is a lie that is repeated over and over until we all believe it at some level. It's a lie we're all too eager to believe, not just because it's appealing, but because to call it a lie is almost unthinkable. This is a lie that we teach to our children that is so commonly accepted that advertisers frequently use it to try and trick us into buying something that we don't really need. It's a lie that shows up in movies and TV to tug on our heartstrings for a specific character. It's a lie that we tell ourselves when we want to overlook some wrongdoing or gloss over our own lack of self-control. Boil down to the basics. This lie is you deserve it. You deserve it. Now, what it is can vary depending on the speaker and the circumstances. It can be anything from clear skin to a new Porsche to unconditional love or, you know, magical pens that never run out of ink. You deserve it. Take it to the deeper things, things that are stated or implied a thousand ways in our culture, in our conversations, and in our hearts. You deserve happiness. You deserve abundance. You deserve comfort. You deserve forgiveness. You deserve acceptance. You deserve love. You deserve God's unconditional love and acceptance. 
to say the opposite of any of these statements about anyone other than the worst sort of people we can think of, dictators or serial killers and so on. To call this a lie about anyone other than those folks is the worst faux pas, the worst offense, the worst crime we can commit in day-to-day -day life. We are told again and again on every level, you deserve it. And if you say to yourself that you don't deserve it, well, that's just self-hating. And if you say to anyone else that they don't deserve it, well, that's just cruel. I'm here on Good Friday to tell you that this is a lie. It is a lie straight from the pit of hell designed to drag you away from God. You see, no matter how good you are, you'll never be good enough. No matter how polite, how kind, how generous, there will always be more that you could and should do. Perhaps, like the rich young ruler from the Gospels, you have never broken a single one of the Ten Commandments. But have you ever been hangry, hungry, angry, and said something that you really knew you shouldn't have? Or perhaps, perhaps you have your, contemper, your temper well under control, in which case, kudos, that is very impressive, especially if you're hungry. But have you ever broken the law by speeding when you're driving? Well, perhaps you are the model of a law-abiding citizen, but have you ever had one drink too many? Have you ever taken out your frustration at one person on a totally different person by being just snappish and short-tempered with them? Have you ever lusted after someone you weren't married to? Have you ever, even for a moment, hated someone else in your heart of hearts? But leave alone volitional sins, even if you miraculously have never committed intentional, active sins, you could still never be actively good enough. You volunteer regularly, but do you ever ignore the homeless person on the side of the road? You give generously, but do you give to the point where you feel the pinch financially? You care about the violence and hunger in Ukraine, and you should. It is the righteous response. But do you care equally about the violence in the Tigray region of Ethiopia or the starvation in Yemen? Don't you see? No matter how much good you do, there will always be more that you could, and in a moral sense, should do. But it's humanly impossible for us to do all that we should, to care about every single person, to love everyone. None of us are without sin, and all of us fail to live up to the righteousness we ought to have. None of us deserve love or forgiveness, especially not the love and forgiveness of a perfect God. There's nothing we can do in this life to change that, to earn that. None of the successes of this life are enough. Whether you have a private jet or you can't afford a bus pass, whether you are loved by everyone or despised by all, whether you have broken every single one of the Ten Commandments or assiduously kept them all, 
none of that matters, really, in that the sense you can never deserve it. None of that earns it. You cannot, and you never will deserve it. The reality of humanity, the reality of who each and every one of us is, is a reality of shame. Shame for our sins and shame for our insufficiency. However, I'm not asking you to live in shame, nor would I want you to. We were not made to live in shame. But for one day, this one day, and maybe even tomorrow, I want you to recognize just how level is the ground at the foot of the cross. You cannot stand taller than anyone else here. The only thing you deserve is to be the one hanging on that cross in place of the only person who did not and never will deserve to be there. Stand at the foot of the cross and feel the weight, the unbearable weight of your insufficiency, of the things you have done and left undone in thought, word, and deed, of your failure to love your neighbor as yourself and to love God with your whole heart and mind and soul and strength. Stand at the foot of the cross and look at him who is in the only place that you deserve to be in. You see, it's only when we recognize just what it is that we really deserve, it is only then that we can understand just what Jesus did for us. It is only then that we can truly and fully rejoice on Easter Sunday, knowing that by the grace of God, we will never get what we actually deserve. And it is only when we know that we deserve nothing from God except judgment that we can receive his love as the undeserved gift of grace that it is and allow it to light up our lives with gratitude and reciprocal love. Amen.